2: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the wrestle Ramble Podcast. I Davis, am on Davis, and joined
3: by Lou Goin. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Any plans for the weekend?
2: Um, uh, my lady partner is. Oh, she's working. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to play Red Dead Redemption by myself. I was planning on having it finished by now, but it's a big game. I'm only 25% of the way through the story. That's not even all the extra bits that I keep getting wrapped up in. I found out today that there's the Shire. There's like a little Hobbit Shire house somewhere in the map. I want to go and find that now. It's a very good game. Um, But yeah, I was hoping to have it finished so I could play Pokemon by now. (sighs) But I can't, I'm only allowing myself one game at a time at the moment But then I've got my my good friend's birthday on Saturday So we're going to go around there and play Smash Brothers Oh, excellent, yeah. that is a way to spend not the new evening. one, it's not Obviously out yet Obviously
3: it's not out yet, mates. <coughs> um, Sounds good what about you? Are uh, I uh, DIY uh, Got some DIY on the Saturday Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa uh, I'm hosting the uh, second ever th- uh, Friendsgiving on Sunday So my friends are coming over and we're hosting like a fake uh, Thanksgiving Meal. It's basically an excuse for us to all get round and have a meal together. Uh, but we're hosting. Do you do anything
2: with friends? Like, uh, are there any friends-related gimmicks? Do you have to wear the turkey on your
3: head? Is the no. holiday armadillo there? No, uh, when we say Friendsgiving, it's just that we are friends. Uh, and we are we're having a dinner party with, like, like Thanksgiving-style Sweet potato mash and and mac and cheese and things like that.
2: I think it's a nice sentiment,
3: um, but the names friend the name friend friendsgiving
2: does does sound like something the softies would do in the beano, <laughs> and then Dennis would would ru- ruin it for them. Yeah, and yeah, That would be cool. Put hot
3: sauce into everyone's yeah. food, <laughs> and they go, "Oh, it's too hot now. I can't oh, no. eat it." <laughs> Walter. <laughs> uh, we did get this email in. They have asked to remain anonymous, oh. but I did think I would bring it to your attention. They just say bit too much negative Nancy action, which is making it hard to listen to. First time I have felt this way after over a year of continuously listening to the podcast. By the way, the live show was great. Thanks. Um, oh, a live member. Yes, and yeah, we we had a tweet through from someone else who just said that we were being too negative, and all the comments that were left on the video were like, "You guys are just being crybabies this week," and just uh, you just got to enjoy these shows. So what I thought I'd get your 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 thoughts on on, on this. Um, your negative Nancy. I I haven't seen those comments.
2: I I don't think all those comments are that.
3: Not not every comment are
2: no. I I, I mean these are our opinions, and I I sincerely believe this has been a terrible week of WWE. Like what, absolutely awful. It's been bad. It's been Um, bad. I mean, but it's not like we've condemned everything. I like the Ronda Rousey stuff. I like the Daniel Bryan stuff. I mean, like, we were intrigued by SmackDown, mm-hmm. um, but what Raw did is it just dashed all my hopes for the next three months. It like, really did, yeah, yeah. so, well, until, sorry, next month and a half at least. So I apologize. No, no, no. It's like that old customer service thing where you never apologise for your actions. You go, "I apologise. You feel that way." Yeah, yeah, I'm so, <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm sorry. You feel that
2: way. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to say sorry or change my thoughts. Yeah, I, I would I actually. I think we're one of the more positive wrestling review shows out there because we try we
3: try and find the positive in most things. But the, you can't when it's a week like this. Yeah, I I very much subscribe to the idea of just like if something is bad, you should say it's bad. You can't just go. <coughs> well, it's but there's also good. Like, you, like if something is bad, you've just got to say this is a bad show, and that that's what our job is to do. Mm. So, if that comes across as too negative, then surely the other way of that is it's too positive, and we're just overly just saying everything is great all the time. Uh, I and that, do, and that doesn't sound like that's good either. Yeah, I do take umbrage with the just just enjoy it for what it is because I, I,
2: it's bad te- like it's bad television right now, and that's not the point. Like. That's not what we are. <laughs> like, we're not going to enjoy it. We're not just going to switch off, and that would be a terrible show for you to watch of yeah, exactly. us reviewing it. And the the whole point of this show is to break down stuff from character. Like we don't know about the in ring style of wrestling. That's like if you listen to Wrestling Observer Radio, they are always on like this didn't look slick this didn't. and that because that's their they they're very good at that. Brian Alvarez is a wrestler. Like he can tell when things are going wrong at like that. But we're story and character guys, and. It's just been shocking.
3: It's been a very it's bad great. week. On to more positive things. Callum Reva has sent in a Wrestle Talk Get Better. Now, you may recall Callum Reva was a guy whose email got lost in the uh, Gmail shuffle. It got mm. erroneously filed away under crap gimmicks. Controversial. when Controversial. Controversial. But anyway, he, sa- he writes, Hi, Luke and Ollie, a few months ago, I gave up on the thought of you reading out my email. And then the other day, after an awful week at work, I heard my email. Yes. I would be more angry at Gmail. If it wasn't for the fact that you reading my email made my week since that email was in July I thought I would give you a four month later update So here we go. Firstly. I have maintained my weight, but my fitness is incredibly better For example last week I played football for an hour and then went straight to the gym for another hour whoa Not bad for a guy who was technically obese in January I now have a personal trainer teaching me crossfit a friend challenging me to weekly workout challenges and a healthier outlook on life Secondly in January January, I will be going to wrestling school at NGW in Hull. I I went originally last January for four sessions. In that time, I had a good time with the people there, but my fitness was awful and I ended up just injuring myself and others. Due to me realizing this and some family issues, I left and set a target to return in the year better than ever. I will have more wrestling school updates for you in the new year and I want to give you a full account of my journey. I owe my transformation renewed life goals to yourself and Simon Miller. Without you three, I wouldn't be in this shape or excited to get better. It was uh, in the time since July when you misplaced my email. I've met Jack the Jobber. See the attached email, and was a. It's unfortunate. And was a guest on Simon Miller's podcast, episode 101, in which I spend way too much time praising yourselves. <laughs> so all I need to do is meet yourselves, and I will be set. But finally, as an apology for the long email, here is a terrible, terrible rusev. Hey kind of. When I first went to the NGW school, I met Matt Myers. I only saw a couple of videos of him online at the time and accidentally said, hey, I've seen you before. You're Mike Myers.
2: Oh, no.
3: He laughed it off telling me a few days previous a ring announcer had called him that too and that he had nothing but, uh, and after that he was nothing but good to me and extremely supportive. It's not a good story, but it's an embarrassing one for me. Anyway, thanks for reading the email and there is a picture of Callum with Jack the Jobber.
2: (sighs) He's got a stupid face, hasn't he? Uh, Not Callum Jack the Jobber Obviously Jack the Jobber's got a stupid face I think of uh, You know those three people Wrestle talk get better And you got yourself in shape I feel like Simon's got us beat there
3: Oh 100% he's got us beat there (laughs) Good lord He's like a human muscle He is is an actual tank He's a giant neck Um, do you like to do a quick little sing song before we uh, get into the show? A sing song? Well, yes. Yeah. So Harry Iverson has sent in a WrestleTalk theme song, but it's set to the uh, the tune of SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, I'll give it a go. My throat isn't too great, but we can yes. we can give it a go. So, uh, who has a great channel, oh. but not on TV. Oh, I thought you were going to do the first bit. Well. Are you
2: ready, crew? I can Can't hear you. Hear
3: you. Oh, who has a great channel but not on TV? Luke
2: and Ollie. With lots of cool content for all to see. Luke and Ollie. Like fantasy booking and other great shh. Luke and Ollie.
3: So come on and join WTTV. Luke and Ollie. Luke, Luke and, and Ollie. It's Wrestle Talk yeah. TV. Ha 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 There you go. Uh, So we're going to. Oh, I thought you were just going to go straight into the show from (laughs) there. No, I thought I'd have an awkward pause. Ah. That's where comedy lies. Um, We're going to jump into the show now talking about the very exciting All Elite Wrestling, which could be coming next year with those Elite lot. Anyway, here's the. There's some
2: positivity for you. So what's happened is about three weeks ago, SE Scoops said uh, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, Barry Bloom, who is this. Big wrestling agent um, Sort of a big Behind the scenes Force of wrestling Uh, Goldberg Is his client Chris Jericho Is his client A lot of the Guys with good contracts Are with this guy Yeah And uh, The SE Scoops reported Them Along with The being the elite crew So Cody The young bucks And Crucially a money guy in Tony Khan, who uh, runs the Jacksonville Jaguars or Jaguars, Jaguars, depending please. on your pronunciation. He's going to be the money guy. His dad is one; is in like the top three hundred richest people in the world. Very, enormously wealthy family. He's one place behind you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three places, <laughs> and that they said. All of these forces are coming together, they're negotiating with Access, who are the channel that currently broadcasts New Japan, and the timeline is late 2019, so a long way off, or early 2020, they are going to launch a promotion off the back of All In and... It would hopefully rival WWE
3: yes and this kind of ties into the stories that's been going around for the last sort of few months or so now of people like of the of the elite like Cody the Young Bucks and those sorts of people finishing up their date with Ring of Honor finishing up their date with New Japan and despite being offered new contracts turning them down in fact the uh, the story we did yesterday on the I think it was on the Mecca News is the only regular on being the elite that has re-signed is Flip Gordon everyone else including like Frankie gazarian and christopher daniels Mm. have not re-signed there's a big sort of almost like a mass exodus of ring of honor and you know as well as the elite so it kind of ties into all these stories together of these guys not signing with other people off the back of all in success earlier this year and it was jericho and jim ross i think it was on the jericho cruise were just like All it's going to take is for another company with a billionaire behind it, and that's what's going to rival WWE. And I mentioned this in the news as well, and a lot of people sort of, I don't want to say took umbrage with it. They didn't take Dolores Umbridge with it, but they were just like, well, he's full of S anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I think big daddy Dave Meltzer, he knows so much more than he's letting on because he keeps saying in his newsletters, look, there's a big story next year. Clearly this, he uses those words, clearly this is building to a big story next year. And I'm like, Dave already knows what the story is. Well, it's already a big story in that this being the elite crew of
2: some of the most important wrestlers in the world right now, you know, Kenny Omega is amongst these names, this this little real-life faction.
3: Current IWGP heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega. The top guy, the ace. The guy they've Until been building. Until
2: January 4th of been, New
3: Japan. They've been building the company around. God, are we going to get another Wrestle Kingdom? Where, you remember Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago, they were like, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Gallows and Anderson are all leaving. Sorry, see you later. Yeah,
2: from all <laughs> leaving to all in.
3: <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, I if this project
2: is going to get off the ground in late 2019... I can't see all these. Guys. That's that's what's weird to me. Like, it is interesting that that you've got the being the elite guys and the affiliated guys, like Daniels and Kazarian. And usually those stories would say, well, that's because they're going to NXT. It's mm. about time, Christopher Daniels. I can think of few better people who would be so well suited
3: to teaching people how to oh, wrestle. God, such just... a good wrestler. Just he's, he's solid. Been, yeah, he's been doing this for like four decades. Yeah. Like he is a man who knows a thing or two about <laughs> a thing or two. But there's not there's not those reports. It's not like they're going to this.
2: It's just they're not re-signing with Ring of Honor. And you and you're like, "Well, where else can you go?" Of course, you could go back to Impact, but that that's, you know, on the upsurge at the moment and but who knows what where their TV future is going to be next year. So the I guess the idea is they are Going to do this AEW all elite wrestling thing. But if that's in late 2019, they're not going to sit around for a year. So I hope that this AEW promotion, when it's formed, does allow its wrestlers a lot more flexibility where you can go work for Ring of Honor or maybe not Ring of Honor because that's quite a. Yeah. That will be t- like uh, a sort of competition right there on your home turf.
3: Or do you spend the. 2019 building the brands mm. so you don't uh. so you maybe launch the tv show later in the year if that's the deal you're looking for but you spend 2019 doing house shows doing shows around the world or doing them wherever you can and getting the name all elite wrestling out there because then when they go <coughs> into pitching to these tv executives they can say these are the numbers that we're getting at house shows. This is the sort of merchandise we're selling. This is this and this is that. Provide them numbers, graphs, statistics. Tape TV, like tape episodes to show to networks. That's what networks want to mm. see. Networks want to see what does this look like. So you can show them a complete product and say, here it is. Buy this product. I mean, I,
2: they already have a proof of concept with the all-in pay-per-view. So you could easily go, like, we've done this. It did phenomenally well. For,
3: but that's a but, pay you. Like, will you, when I, they, will you? I, like I get what you're saying format. And
2: I don't disagree with But they've already got Like something to show mm-hmm. uh, And I really genuinely believe There's this huge It's like everywhere is full of Flammable gas And you just need uh, A light And Then all of this Like sort of more Adult orientated Wrestling fandom Can be funneled into it Because WWE Isn't More this week than ever Is not giving us What we want As you know intelligent people. Been, and that's everyone. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. just so insulting WWE programming. But to the to the the model of doing a few pay per views, which is kind of how a lot of companies begin. You run these big one off shows every couple of months, then you build to more regular shows, then you you know, heaven forbid you get picked up by a network, you do weekly shows. Yes. That's usually the the sort of life trajectory of a company. And I'm looking at the trademarks here. So we had this SE SC Scoop story three weeks ago And the, the big development this week Is now AEW have filed for trademarks And the same registered address Is that of the Jacksonville Jaguars Jaguars Which is owned by Tony Khan With all the money So yeah. there's, that's a connection right there um, AEW Double or Nothing mm-hmm. That's the rumoured name for All In 2 so that, that could be their next event. Yeah, could be. Uh, around, like, you know, May time. Uh, that's what Cody said in the promo after the show. You know, maybe we go double or nothing next time. So that's rumoured. And then you've got uh, AEW, of course, that's the name of the promotion. All elite wrestling, double or nothing normally. Tuesday Night Dynamite, which to me... Sounds like a TV show. That's a TV show. A great name for a TV show.
3: And, if well, I suppose when it launches, I could say it was going to go against Smackdown, mm. but Smackdown's moving to Friday nights come the end of the year anyway. Yeah.
2: Apologies for any drilling you can hear in the background mm, as well. Sorry about that. Tuesday Night Dynamite. <coughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, but AEW Dynamite. <coughs> the other thing that's in there is AEW All Out.
3: Yeah, sounds like
2: another show. Exactly. Another another pay per view. Another pay per view, and I think that's a nice trilogy. All in, double or nothing. All All out. out. Yeah. And then you you're all out into
3: AEW, this new promotion. And if you've got this billionaire who really believes in this concept and believes that this can work, like money people are, are smart. That's why they've got the money. They don't mind losing money on the first few shows. Mm. Be like, well, tell you what, if we spend twenty nineteen putting on these shows, it doesn't matter if we don't make our money back because you got to speculate. You know, you got to what's that, what's that term? You got to um, invest to accumulate. Essentially,
2: you got to spend money to make money. There you go. You it's mean the, the
3: easier way to do it: you speculate to accumulate.
2: So it's already got a pretty decent looking roster. You, I mean, you've effectively got the all-in card: San Rey, Mysterio, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but. We're thinking, so this was a WrestleTalk.com exclusive. According to these guys' sources, and WrestleTalk sources, not our sources really, WrestleTalk, the larger WrestleTalk sources, mm-hmm. at least two WWE stars currently contracted have been approached by the AEW group and have agreed in sort to the proposition in principle, and they're going to
3: leave WWE in April at the latest. Because that's probably when their contracts are up. So they essentially, yeah, we, well, that's what we've heard, is that two guys are going to go. We
2: don't know who they are, yeah, so we so, can't even tell you that.
3: So that that already, it kind of puts the cat, some cat amongst the pigeons. And that, for me, is really what kind of like... That that, that kick started this story into a, a new gear mm. for me because previously it's just like, hey, bunch of lads opening up a wrestling organization. Yeah, that's all grand and one thing. Like that, you know, that seems like that's a that's a grand prospect. It's more wrestling, more wrestling is always great. But then when you start to hear things like billionaires are involved, billionaires who believe in the concept, when you start hearing that they've registered TV trademarks and they're trying to do deals with TV networks, that's a big thing. When you start hearing the stories that guys from the biggest company in the world are looking to leave and jump across, that's when I start thinking, that's Monday Night War territory. You know what I mean? Like that's That was what WCW, that was what kick-started them. It was when Hogan went across. It was when Savage went across. Luger. It was when Luger went across on the first episode of Nitro. All of a sudden, then you got Hall and Nash. They all went across. And it was when people started leaving one company for the other, that's when you start thinking like, and it's not – it, countries like TNA TNA were picking up people that had been fired Like Kurt Angle was released Christian was released Rhino was released And TNA sweeped, like picked them, in, them up and gave them a place to work This is different This is wrestlers actively choosing to leave The biggest wrestling company in the world And go across to this other promotion That could be a viable competitor yeah. To WWE
2: So maybe same amount of money Thereabouts but hopefully reduced workload in terms of touring dates and, cr- like, critically, for a lot of these guys, I think, just being proud of your work and putting your body on the line every night and creative for freedom. something that's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, like,
3: and, like, being able to kind of like flesh out your characters <coughs> mm. amongst with like other wrestlers because you know we've been talking about previously on here uh, uh, Cody wanted to do like a wrestling union and and things like that maybe some of these boys want to go yeah. across to get involved in that side of things because a lot of the guys in WWE and I say a lot of them pretty much every guy in WWE is almost like they're creatively stifled they're not allowed any real say in what they do on TV they are told what to do on TV you just turn up you just you yeah. turn you turn and up and you yeah, do your job what- And you can tell that, some of the guys, you can tell, like, there's just this blank expression on their face. And it's like, we are just here to work, and that is fine, I get my paycheck at the end of the month, and that is all grand. So, yeah, maybe it could almost be like that spark of someone being like, no, I don't want to just show up to work. Mm. I want to show why people loved me in the first place. Yeah, and uh, and then go out into the bigger world.
2: So every NXT call up for the last four years. I, I mean, think. I, I didn't
3: <laughs> want to say it, but yeah, pretty much, yes. Uh, just
2: before we carry on with who we think should go, you know, like properly leave WWE, just because they'd I think they'd be more suited to this kind of product uh, that AEW are potentially offering. Um, Chris Jericho and Jim Ross, Pro Wrestling Sheet have said actually, while all the other things seem to be correct. Jericho and Jim Ross aren't actually Backstage masterminds Mm. They are just talent who would likely work with the promotion if it happened. Okay. And it's still, all, like, all of this is still a 50-50 thing. Yes. Because it all depends on them getting a good TV deal.
3: That's exactly it, yeah. I think. It's, uh, furthermore, our sources <coughs> note that although the trademarks have been registered, the confirmation of the deal relies on the proposed promotion getting a financially worthwhile television or streaming deal and should only be considered 50-50 at this stage. Yeah.
2: So, I've got up my favourite page here, just a WWE roster page. I'm on this so much.
3: Well, that's because it's Fantasy Booking Warfare. Like, all the. Fran- like, who like- <laughs> can I use in this? <laughs> that's the first step of Fantasy Booking Warfare is to go to the list of WWE personnel page on Wikipedia.
2: I mean, so first up, so this is going to be mostly alphabetical order <laughs> by brand, yep. by the nature of this. Bobby Roode. Oh, I mean. It wouldn't I be sh- my first
3: pick. No, it wouldn't be my first pick either, but like. And he wouldn't have the glorious song, so, hmm, mm. maybe not. Bray Wyatt Well he hasn't been around Like I've been getting Lots of people commenting Like where's Bray Wyatt And I'm like Well I guess he's Rehabbing character That's what the story's Always been Is that he's just They're working on A new character direction For him But that's been like Months now Months and months I I mean he's got to be He's got to be frustrated Yeah He's he's potentially
2: one What's happened there TV will power off After one minute Oh no Where's the remote Uh, I'll carry on um, the Chad Gable I think is possibly like one of my top five Picks mm-hmm. that Who I'd want to leave WWE for this uh, Dolph Ziggler, we've said it for ages the, the guy needs to go To prove what a great wrestler he can be Elsewhere um, Pretty much
3: everyone from 205 Live y- Yep, I would certainly say so oh, Neville,
2: I mean not even talking about WWE guys but Neville's one of the first guys I'm putting in a call for
3: Yeah, Balor's like, and and Balor surely has got to be getting to a point now where he's reaching the end of a contract Mm. and maybe looking to renegotiate with (coughs) something like that. But he is a guy that clearly this company has zero interest in he is a body on raw like yeah. that that's all he is i mean it's a, its a very nice body but he is literally just there you are there to fill space on a roster we have a format sheet which has blank holes in it and you are there to fill in those holes because has balor had a real storyline since he came back from his um surgery like well, when he looked like bray, bray wyatt but never paid off <laughs>
2: because of uh Meningitis. Yeah. Uh yeah, he but really look, but look what it would have paid no, off in. No, no. He really has become the sixth guy you add to a tag team match on the babyface side. Yeah,
3: pretty much. Like when they were looking to fill out the, the raw survivor series team, everyone was like, I mean I guess Finn Balor's there. You could just put him on there. Like Finn Balor as a wrestler, Prince Devitt, is not a guy you should be like, I suppose you could put him there. Absolutely not. That's yeah.
2: a madness. So you mentioned something about contracts there. I don't know Balor's contract situation, but we are aware of uh, that sort of New Japan contingent who came over to WWE at the start of 2016. Yes. January 2016. So I'm talking Nakamura, Styles, Gallows uh, and Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson. And that's all, apparently their contracts expire January, February, roughly 2019, which is like the perfect time for this. We already know from reports from PW Insider that AJ Styles is renegotiating his contract with WWE. If I'm him, I'm I'm looking over at this and going, well, I wasn't thinking about leaving WWE, but hey. I've only got a couple of years left. I'm a 42-year-old man. I'm going to play these sides off, off of each other, try and get more
3: money. Well, I was going to say, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to go across to All Elite Wrestling, but he can just be like, hey, I've got this big money offer over there. You need to give me something more for me to, to stick around here. Yeah. And if you want get, to start getting out the tinfoil hats, he did just lose the WWE Championship oh, out of nowhere. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I mean, it's tinfoil hat level, but it's always there, isn't it? Um, One in a billion is always right. That's what you said the other day.
2: It's a uh, hack. It's, it's Gallows and Anderson have got to leave. Like, there's no, there's no no question <laughs> there's about that. No, what are they doing? There's no. And, that, like, they seem like they love wrestling. Yeah, totally. Of course they do. Uh, and I just. I've read that Carl Anderson might not want to go back to New Japan because he's relocated his family. That's a lot more difficult to move around. But if this is a US promotion, I just. um And really, sort of heading up my little class of picks. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
3: God, you know what they don't because they, and because they haven't been around for for a while. I didn't even think about them as names, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, talk about a brilliant time to have a character resurgence for them of just being like the frustration that fans have had with Owens and Zayn on the main roster. And Kevin Owens is a guy that has been given many, many pushes up mm. on the main roster. You can't say that WWE have squandered kevin owens on the main roster because he you know he was universal champion he's had feuds with top guys since he has come up he beat john cena on his first night on the main roster on his first pay-per-view appearance so you can't say they squandered him but at the same time have they used him to his full potential have they really (coughs) got the best out of kevin owens i really soured on him in the summer Mm. not through any fault of his own but because that braun Strowman feud was so bad yeah and it got to the point where I was like, I think I'm done with Owens now. And then you had that storyline, it was while I was on my honeymoon, where he came in and he quit, and then he just returned to TV the following week and they never played up on it, and they never mentioned it ever again. It's
2: it's infuriating. And they're like, you know, I watched Steen and Generico. Well, Generico's not involved in this. I watched uh, Steen at least come up through Ring, Ring of Honor. Well, Jericho had to
3: go, uh, Generico, Generico had to go back to his orphanage. Chris Generico. Chris Generico. <laughs> How has that not been a giving for Jericho?
2: I know yeah, just that's essentially what he is. Just impersonating various luchadores. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I watched him come up and he's so creative and you, like his promos are so good and he's wrestling. like if you think his WWE matches are good, he's like he's only doing about 50 percent of all these spots that he does. yeah like that that first match against John Cena when he came up and he was like, how many moves has this guy got? He's got more, yeah, they're, uh, and they're more all really good yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah, th- I mean those. So, Owens, Zayn, Gable,
3: Gallows, oh, and Anderson. Yeah, uh, I don't. Joe, I don't,
2: like AJ, I wouldn't put Joe in that. Like, I'd, I'd put Joe just, in there.
3: I'd, I'd, for Joe, like being taken out of the Survivor Series team first, you know, in a few, like, like a minute or so. And I think that Samoa Joe is a guy that's gone up to the main roster, and they really have not. I mean, I suppose you could say that the the, the AJ feud had its moments. But I'm not looking at Samoa Joe and being like, "God, you've been used." You're to your full potential. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know if Joe
2: is the guy I would use. Like if if I'm talking my first five guys, I guess for name value. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting time. But let us know what you uh, would w- would think down in the in the comments. Like who your top five picks to kickstart a new promotion with Cody and the Bucks and. Omega and Skull. Dream matches Sounds all amazing. over Doesn't it just um, And apologies for not picking any women Yeah But uh Bailey. Sasha yeah. Banks
3: I mean good We could be here for ages Ember Moon Asuka Oh, oh man hey, hey How about a bit of Kenta
2: How about a bit of Hideo Itami
3: There's so many Like the more you think about it God WWE has got the greatest roster In the history of any wrestling company in the world It's uh, Oh Diggity, 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 dog.
1: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry.
2: It's Patreon shout-out time, it's that kind of that time of the month. Uh, thank you very much, Juan de Dios Infinite Gauntlet Snap. Stay hyped, Kyle Rowley! Yeah! yeah. Where, where's Mojo been? I wouldn't have him in my list, <laughs> Although I do like Mojo, there's some guys who just feel WWE, don't they?
3: You know, if like if this thing does take off and all these lads we just talked about did this sort of mass exodus, it's time for Mojo to shine. Like, that's his. That's what he's waiting for. He's sitting in the wings waiting for all these guys to leave. By default. By the default. The sweetest, oh, the sweetest. Hey, Cody
2: always said in All In, if he could have any guy from WWE, it'd be Zack Ryder. Yeah. It's not a bad shout. Oh, who
3: was it recently? They were talking about... We just want Tyler. Oh, I was. I think it was Xavier Woods. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is a guy. Like, I'd love Don't to have Tyler Breeze either. over. Brennan's next top model, Phil Stopford. Nice We've meeting you. We met him you. in the flesh. Nice now. meeting you, Phil. Stem cell, Robert Stemman. Ooh. Yes, Robert Stemman. Bobby Stemmers.
2: I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. It's my
3: favourite of the names. It's a strained pun. Sean Far from bland Blandford. He's so exciting. I do think Sean asked us for a different nickname. Because he's had this one for so long. Okay. But I, I, I think he suggested one, I can't quite remember. I can't remember if you got in touch with me on Twitter or not, Sean. I do apologise. The Heartbreak Kid, Sean
2: Lamford. I'm just thinking of famous Sean's now. Shimmy
3: Gang Got,
2: Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. Yeah! All the names.
3: Have a cup of tea, Lee. Yeah! yeah love a cup of tea. Lee. Yeah!
2: The real true heel, Len Bren. Yes! Always Such th- a bad guy.
3: Always think of that lad from Strictly Come Dancing when I hear Len Bren. Which lad? The one who was. So Seven! That guy, and he, he left. I hate
2: Strictly Come Dancing. Never seen it. And uh, anything ballroomy.
3: <laughs> and finally, for this edition, <coughs> the real deal sex appeal, oh. Andy Puckett. What? Oh, yes.
2: Andy Puckett. $25 a month or more on Patreon if you want the honor of having your names read out by us. What a month.
3: If you're thinking to yourself, "What the heck is this a crap gimmick?" Well, it's a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Rumble, where you, the SWAF Nation, submit to us your crap gimmicks that we, the promoters and owners of Crap Gimmick Wrestling, will take under consideration and then possibly sign to the Crap Gimmick Wrestling roster or to our underdevelopmental territory that we haven't quite got a name for yet. If you want to email in your crap suggestion, Crap Gimmick Roster. <laughs> In an email in your suggestion, it's luke at wrestletalk.com. One more time, luke at wrestletalk.com. Backlog. You know, standard um, stuff to say. Backlog. We're still in July. This one comes in from Brad Bradshaw, who himself has got a name that sounds like it would be a character Mm. submitted to us. Who's big and strikes fear into the hearts of children? It's none other than Big Daddy Herman. Big Daddy Herman is a bald, sweaty, 300-pound Pee-wee Herman knockoff who dresses in a tight grey suit with a little red bow tie. Big Daddy Herman cuts a promo backstage where he's being interviewed saying he will win the match before his manager, Socky Brow Boa, a sock puppet with a unibrow, tells Herman to be quiet. So obviously, Big Daddy Herman is the man who's operating said sock Yes. Uh, Brad doesn't quite specify that But I have picked up on the rest of From what he said So I, I, I inferred
2: that Do you think that's what WWE generic interviewers actually are? Realistic puppets Oh mate I didn't with, tell you With someone operating them. I haven't told you about this
3: There's a new Renee Young in NXT
2: Yeah yeah we covered the stuff. She looks exactly like her In the sign-in photo But
3: not only that When she presents She is Renee Young like she has got wow. genuine character and charisma. What? Like she was joking. No she was joking back and forth with Matt Riddle in a backstage interview. Like yes. doing his catchphrases and like they were like having a bit of banter back and forth. I was like, when someone sees this, they're going to put the kibosh on this, my friend. Only the wrestlers
2: are allowed to get over here, and only then to a certain extent. <laughs> if we want you,
3: to. yeah. Uh, So, back to Brad. Uh, Socky then tells uh, the interviewer before telling Herman to crush their dreams. He enters the arena to Pee Wee's Playhouse theme song, but it's rewritten in a minor key, so it sounds very disturbing. Herman rides a very small plastic car to the ring, one you might buy for a toddler to drive in the yard. During his opponent's entrance, Socky hypes up Herman before Herman gently sets him on the floor outside the ring. Of course, being the giant that he is, Herman mostly uses devastating moves such as rest holds, his favourite being a chin lock, before tickling his opponents and then sitting on them. Like any good manager, Socky comes to Herman's aid as his opponents may slip on him while outside the ring and every now and again, Herman will put Socky on his arm and pull his opponent's hair. When this happens, the ref has no choice but to eject Socky from ringside, and this will then lead to Herman's finishing move, which is a heavy headbutt to the nuts, which he dubs the secret move the ref doesn't see.
2: I uh, we- We've already got a... Uh, a sock puppet gimmick Although I do like the use of the sock puppet As a manager who's interfering on the, his client's behalf But the uh, the Fabulous Fam mm-hmm. Which is one of the
3: early crack that's, that's for, We. That's not a sock puppet That's more just a puppet
2: Yeah Well yeah I guess so And, and, they, they, were, and the, they were a tag team Yeah and that, the, the idea being that the hot tag Was the puppet yes. Brilliant idea That was great uh, I just... Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I never really watched Pee Wee as a kid, so... Well, we, any, did, we
3: didn't really get him here in the UK.
2: No, so any any nostalgia you were hoping to tap into isn't isn't there for me. I'm a cold, dead Pee Wee person inside. Yeah,
3: if it had been Timmy Mallet, different
2: story. I, st- I still think the concept is lacking a bit. Sorry, I... Yeah.
3: Well, try though, bro. Let's see if Steve Conway from July 26th can improve your mood. Johnny Elliott is a babyface. He is an energetic, somewhat flamboyant wrestler who's <coughs> over the top, garish entrance entire with ridiculous, oversized sunglasses. He plays his own entrance music himself on a piano with motorized wheels. Think those motorized carts from WrestleMania 3? but it's a piano. He doesn't actually play the music himself, it's pumping through the building speakers, but it's treated as if he's actually playing it himself on the piano. He is a blatant Elton John tribute character, but Elton John is never brought up or mentioned at all, ever. Johnny Elliott is a 100% authentic, as far as he's concerned, and he will constantly drop Elton John references and promos, such as, Saturday night's alright for fighting, or if an interviewer asks how he's feeling, he'll say, Can you feel the love tonight? If he's returning uh, from being away from a while he'll shout the bitch is back or if he's betrayed by a close friend he'll say I guess that's why they call it the blues but again Elton John is never referenced by name, ever he does not exist. Johnny Elliott will also throw his opponents out of the ring near the piano. Johnny will will follow, sit at the piano, play a jaunty tune before getting up, grabbing his opponents hair and slamming their head onto the top of the piano, then sitting back down to continue playing, adding insults to injury. His finisher is a dragon whip kick, one of Shelton Benjamin's old signature moves, which he calls the circle of life. After he wins, he goes back to enthusiastically playing his piano as it drives him up the ramp to the backstage.
2: I like this. You tapped into the Elton John fan in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he was, he's the subject of the John Lewis Christmas advert this year. You were asking me about that earlier. I still yeah. haven't seen it yet. Which, the US viewers, is a rather tired Christmas tradition in oh, the UK now. Oh, no. Come on. I the excitement
3: the- built around the, the new advert? No, that's not a tired gimmick yet. No, I think it was, it's was. it been tied
2: for about three years yeah. of slightly subpar. They're a victim of their own success. They produce some incredible adverts. I like the one on the moon. All right, I thought that's where it went downhill. <laughs> <but>. uh, <laughs> last year was the dog, right? Huh? Last year's with the, with the animals. Yeah, which had no emotional hook to it, whatever. It's oh, quite cute though, wasn't it? Okay, so, but this one here, I like all this stuff. I like the visual of someone playing a piano and coming down to the ring. I think... When you slam the opponent's face into the, the piano, though, I, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing it's not a grand piano. It's like a, a jaunty, honky-tonk one. If you put their head in the top and then play the keys yes. and they sell it,
3: that, that would be good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. When I was reading that, I was picturing in my head that scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm. where Daffy and Donald Duck are playing the pianos. Do they smile in the, the keys of the teeth? No, 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 that's just an old, like, that's a cartoon trope. I this think, is yeah. just, like, them just using the pianos, essentially, as weapons while they're trying to play music.
2: I like that no one, that Elton John does not exist to this guy as well, which is kind of like the John Morrison gimmick. Yeah, Where no one <laughs> mentioned the fact that John Morrison is a real dude. Yeah.
3: What a we- What a weird... That was g- so weird. <laughs> Someone essentially says, like, you look a bit like John... Mar- Has anyone ever told you you look like John Morrison? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Or you look like Jim Morrison, rather. He obviously looks like John Morrison. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's Jim Morrison who's the thing of the doors. That's how how alike they are. (laughs) Um, So if you're wondering, um, uh, Steve, uh, I did do a bit of editing on your submission there because he did have a whole paragraph about how all of his moves are based around, um, well, a way he put it, sort of like homophobic jokes of just like lots of heads and crotches and stuff (laughs) like that. Because Elton John is a famous homosexual, he is a flaming yeah. one no less. Uh, and finally, Wilco Mourinho is sent in from July 26. The lone shark is a heel who offers to do the dirty work for other members of the crap gimmick roster on the provision that they themselves will help the lone shark in future, or else. This means that he wins most of his matches due to interference, and when he attacks other members of the roster, doing the dirty work, it is it is backstage using a weapon. Uh, blah 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 blah. Now. I was like, not really sold on this. But I was sold by this line. As for his appearance, he dresses as a literal shark with a stereotypical mobster outfit on top of that. Now we're talking. Now we're getting somewhere. Sharky. And, and George. George, the crime busters of the sea He will gloat in his promos using lines such as Baskin, my glory And I will snatch victory from the jaws of defeat And he has two finishers The jackhammer head And the sleeper hold Which when he locks in he shouts You're going to be sleeping with the fishes Brilliant so I like the idea anyway, the storytelling
2: aspects you can have of, of these babyface wrestlers who have gotten really indebted to the Lone Shark and they have to come out and betray their morality by helping the heel Lone Shark win. There's a social justice element to this as well. You know, Lone Sharks and the exploitation of the poor is horrible. And you can have plucky working class underdogs raise up and defeat the Lone Shark. I love this. And... It's a guy dressed <laughs> as a shark.
3: That was what tipped it over yeah, the yeah. edge for me. That's, otherwise, that is a, that's, it's good. That, uh, yeah, otherwise it's good. That turns it pure crap. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be the Lone Shark, right? Sign it. Lone Shark. Shark. <laughs> <laughs> dick, dick, And if you want to send in a question to the mailbag, the hefty, hefty mailbag we have down here, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave your question in the community section on Patreon. Neil Stewart, this is from last week, asked, Hey, Team LOL. Sorry, I thought that was funny. Anyway, I uh, recently uh, attended Raw and Smackdown in Manchester and I was surprised to see so many empty seats. Raw had about a quarter empty, whereas Smackdown was half empty. Why do you think... Why do you guys think this is the case? And the attendance? Would you agree uh, that WrestleMania certainly won't be coming to the UK anytime soon because of these attendance problems? Now, I would say that if WrestleMania was to come to the UK, that would sell out because it's WrestleMania. Um, Whereas, yeah, I don't know. Like Raw and SmackDown, they come twice a year. You can go if you want, but I don't know. What do you think? What?
2: Why the why why attendance attendance is down? down. Because the product's crap. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's no draws. Like people, people go to shows because of the brand name. Like, oh, I'm going to see Marvel on Ice. I don't know. I'm going to go and watch. The- a lot of us over here, uh, the NFL, put on one or two games a season I think it's in three London. Now. Three? Wow, uh, that's stupid. It's just like, <sighs> Why, it go- why is like, it well, can't it? Just like for imagine if your local football team. Well, that's like, well, like, why, were like, we're well, going to do one match in a different country. Well, this that's week. why the Americans hate it. Also, yeah.
3: I think it it really ruins um, like the wild card or something.
2: Yeah, stuff like that. I think it's ridiculous. Uh but when people will go to that, we have no affiliation to the teams but they're the NFL. And I think that's why people go and watch the WWE. But I mean that there's also an argument if the NBA started doing stuff, people would legit go and see for the Steph Currys, for the LeBron Jameses because they are stars who have transcended their I mean, I, I want niche sounds like too small a word for something like the NBA or the NFL. But they have transcended that into the mainstream. Like, people will go and see Lady Gaga because she's a star, not necessarily because they like their music. Um,
3: I mean, I'd go because she's the best.
2: So that's that's an argument here. WWE doesn't have, apart from Brock Lesnar, they haven't created any, or presented rather, any stars that have transcended the mainstream because I think they're scared.
3: They're scared of making another rock or people who are too big for them to control. Yeah, and it, uh, looking at like the the images that came from the the UK tour, it was quite sad. Like uh, they were talking about this on Guerrilla no, Position. I,
2: th- I I don't find it sad at all. I, I'm
3: like, yeah, this is what you get yeah, what you when get. you mess
2: with the warrior.
3: But they did like the um, like the SmackDown house show in London. They did it at the um, the same place where Progress held Hello Wembley, and it just looked like half full. And you're like, man, there was a time when you could sell out the O2 on a house show. Mm. But, yeah, here we are. Yeah, learn
2: something WWE. <laughs> what you're doing isn't working.
3: Yes. So, ooh, hello, Steve has gone. Of course he has. Uh, the Dashing Dan asks, so, you guys always talk about how Ember Moon has yet to be put in a real story in her first six to seven months on the roster. Good lord. That is true. <coughs> I've And I have tried to be open-minded about her, but I really don't get and I don't think she's anything special. Her moveset is decent, her dive's so good, but not great. She's very small, which does take away from her credibility as a physical threat. Her our finisher looks awesome but it's too contrived for my liking and the entire basis of her character hasn't really been explained yet. I promise I'm not trolling but I genuinely find Nia and Tamina's new alliance more interesting as I said though I'm open minded and happy to be wrong about her. What do you think sets her apart from the other women on Raw or Smackdown from that matter and, li- and where would you like to see her character developments go from here? Thank you for the consistent rambling guys I would say uh, where would I like to see her character developments go? Step one is where I would like to see it go. Like, that would... I mean, what, have an, one, yeah. what an incredible first step that would be. To do the first step.
2: Yeah, a character beyond... She's Nia Jax's friend. Yeah, which has since
3: been dropped. That's yeah. never even mentioned again. And,
2: yeah, God, like, all of that stuff where we're like, let are giving Ember Moon a little push here. She might have this feud with Nia well, Jax. I'm not sure we think. said
3: push. I think we said storyline.
2: Yeah, uh, and, yep, it was all a way to get Tamina to over, to get Nia over... To, to get, get Ronda, Ronda over. over. Ember Moon is at the bottom of that pool. I like how uh, the chap who emailed in put contrived in quotes. Yes, because that is a word that you and I apparently use far too much. Oh, uh, is that why he's done it? But it is. I mean, I like the uh, the total eclipse of the heart. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I don't think it's ne- that that contrived. It's not... not it's not One-Winged Angel. No, but
3: that, that is the more contrived Because move. you could, like... Or the, or the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, like... You essentially have to do the
2: move on yourself. The opponent just has to stand up with their back to you, and you can hit it on
3: them. Yeah. I first saw uh, the Total Eclipse of the Hearts in a nightclub. I was on a friend's stag do, and I wasn't having a very good time because I don't like nightclubs, and I just... And uh, Disco text. Yeah, and uh, I, at one point, there was, like, it was like many floors. It's in um, Cardiff. I can't remember the name of the place now. But Oceana. It, no, it wasn't in Oceana, but it was like, it's apparently a very popular place, and it was packed, so yeah, it was popular, it was by Chippy Alley, but um, on one of the floors, they were playing the uh, the Batman 66 movie, I very nearly just watched that for the, uh, the evening, cause I, without the sound, because I don't need it, um, but it, it was the same night as an NXT takeover, it was the one with um, Nakamura and Joe, and it was Ember Moon's debut, that was the first time I saw it, and I, I was like, that is such an awesome move. And instantly I was like, this is cool. Like she I mean, I first I was like, she looks like a <coughs> bit of a knockoff Mortal Kombat character. As soon as I saw that move, I was like, I'm in. She's wicked. It took me a while to like Ember Moon. It really did take um, me a while. But I did, you
2: know, I followed her through NXT. I watched the takeovers. <laughs> and it was weirdly, it was when she's been misused on the main roster where I was like, you know what? I get her now. Like she's a really good She's a really good wrestler. Her character is lacking. Yes, yeah, so I Like lacking. so. I understand why you might not have hooked in on that and it was lacking in nxt so it's really lacking on the main roster but uh work work rate wise and just how just her presentation where she can just scream uh she gets me fired up certainly uh i d- it it is it's a we're fighting a losing cause if you've only seen main roster stuff i think i've because i've got a, a catalogue of great matches with asuka which I really, like,
3: some of her matches with Asuka were great. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, It was like the guy who emailed in asking was like, I don't really get the revival. Hmm. If you've only ever seen the revival on the main roster, I can completely see why you'd think these guys are a bunch of chumps. Yeah. Uh, Jack Van Fleet asks, hey there Ollie. the other one, Laurie and Andy. don't and ask him. My question is how NXT can make a new signee seem appealing to fans whose first exposure is to that wrestler going through NXT. A good example would be someone like Keith Lee, who my friend has never seen wrestle out of NXT, uh, outside of NXT, and with a combo of the bad music and presentation could be less interested in him right now thank you for your time keep up the consistent work
2: yeah I mean largely NXT do a very good job of presenting their stars like people they brought in who they perceive as big guys Matt Riddle has looked fantastic Uh, you know beating Kaso Sono in in seconds with cool entrance music and flippy flops that he kicks off yep Uh, same with like Baller and, and Joe and Nakamura Well maybe not Joe Because he had the bad Entrance music <laughs> Remember the The old <laughs> porno God, like, tune Yeah it was yeah.
3: rubbish
2: uh, Bobby Roode Like th- A lot of these guys are, Debuted very well Kevin Owens his first first After the The series of video packages and Star then, was made yeah. Within an hour show So there's They do do it very well Unfortunately They don't do it right All the time And I'm Yeah, maybe they're not using Keith Lee to the extent we would like.
3: Yeah, I mean, me and Laurie talked about this on the NXT review that went up on Thursday, and we were argued that, like, NXT's got the opportunity to be able to present big-time matches (coughs) on, like... NXT shows like you don't have to wait for takeovers. You could just make an episode of NXT TV feel like a pay-per-view thing, and like have build up a match between Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak that pays off on an NXT episode, and just give them half hour, forty five minutes of the show, and just present it as this big time match, and that'll get people. In theory, would get people um, into that. But on the lastly, before we get out of here, um, just because you're on the Matt Riddle thing, uh, as from Dalton Sizemore, I honestly hope that Matt Riddle blows me away with his wrestling because I find the character of Riddle extremely annoying. Now Laurie and I answered this already in the NXT episode, so I thought I'd get your two cents on it.
2: I think yeah, like I not everyone's gonna like him. And if you if you look at Matt Riddle and look at this, you know, I don't see him as smug, but I can totally see how you look at that face and he's there like cool bro, <laughs> I'm gonna beat everyone and I'm gonna be Cassius Ono in like five seconds.
3: I can see how Matt, you don't Matt like Matt Riddle him. has not walked into the room if you listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that yeah, was Ollie yeah, I Davis.
2: So. Uh, I, I can see how you would find him annoying. Um, I don't. I think the guy's spectacular, but if you are dispositioned against the the sort of Californian dude bro dude bros, yeah, of course you're going to find him annoying, and you you will probably never get on with him. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, some people didn't like Stone Cold. Some people didn't like The Rock. Mm-hmm. Idiots didn't, but yeah.
3: Hi Luke, Ollie and Laurie, I absolutely adore your podcast and find them so great to listen to while I do jobs and other bits and bobs. You may be forgetting reading out my previous email about my uncle finding me half naked on a trampoline, but I was making tea when I clicked on the podcast you read and I suddenly heard my name being read out. A smile broke out of my face and a tear rolled down my cheek as I looked up to see my brother staring at me as if I was a grown man wearing a tightly fit Wonder Woman outfit. I was definitely one of the greatest moments ever and I thank you for that. Here are two poems, feel free to only read one out. I just want to send you two. I am only going to read one out for this bit, Gavin, but thank you so much for sending both. We'll save the other one for another show. I like how we're keeping
2: the naked... Found by my grandad naked on a trampoline uncle. thing. Uh, uncle. We're just keeping
3: that context free. Oh, yeah. If you want, yeah. if you remember that from the archives, then well done. But if not, don't go back and find it. Um, go back to... I believe it was Wrestle Ramble podcast
2: episode... <laughs> <laughs> We've got, a, a, we got such a good log of what happens in each podcast
3: I've, I've, been, I've been on a kick of um, Buxton podcasts at the moment He's very good at numbering his podcast And announcing the numbers And announcing when they were recorded And things like that to give you so much context So you then can sort of go back into the archives And find episodes And I thought, oh, we don't do that whatsoever Like, I could not tell you when we originally read out that email No no, I couldn't tell you what we did In this show that just happened <laughs> So here is an email called one WrestleMania night. A beast and a dog fighting for all German suplex to Superman punch one will stand tall a fight No one wanted soon became a need soon. We'll see it fifty more times. Please not again I plead blood everywhere a waterfall of two men's sweat double down who will win? Roman will get up and win I bet but no instead a familiar song plays jaws drop to as each other react in different ways one ran One man runs for the opportunity has arose. Forgotten he was, I stood there froze. A metal case in hand, in the ref's hands now. Pass to the announcer. I panic. Oh wow! A triple threat now. All men stand. A few reversals, a spear, and then a curb stop lands. Three seconds pass, we have a new face of the company. He celebrates on the ramp. Heist of the century.
2: I remember that. Yep.
3: Carmela's um Carmella's cash in.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, on Charlotte yeah. yes. Flair. Yeah. yeah.
3: Historic. Um, it's it's funny as well because, uh, in a more serious note, obviously, it was referring to WrestleMania 31, where Rollins cashed in. I just thought, oh, it's this year's WrestleMania because it was the exact same main event of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah it's a poem about this year's WrestleMania. So,
2: yeah, so did I. And I was like, man, where's this going? Because, you know, that's, that's kind of mean-spirited to say 50 more times yeah. from this year's WrestleMania. Yeah,
3: yeah. With Roman now being out with leukemia. Poor old. Um, so, we don't actually have any more Rusev Hayes to get through. No more thank yous. No more get betters. So, maybe we'll do a quick agony art request. They're my favourites. Are they your so favourites? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. This obviously comes from Anonymous, Vacant, if you will. Greetings, Luke slash Ollie slash Fakador. There is virtually no chance anyone will ever hear this, but I'd still like to remain vacant since I'm divulging personal info about others without their knowledge, and I'd feel better if it were to remain anonymous. I'll sure just, thing, Gary. I'll just call them Mr. X and Mrs. Y. And no, it's not Homer and Marge Simpson. My close friend Mr. X has been dating Mrs. Y for about 15 months now, and 4 months ago the two of them bought a place together, not rented, but actually bought, so it's obviously serious. Last week the two of them went on holiday together, and Mr. X proposed to Mrs. Y who said yes. Now I'm happy for Mr. X and, not wanting, and wants nothing but good things for him, but the general consensus between me and the rest of our friends is that it's way too soon. He's just turned 27, but Mrs. Y is 21. And even though she's perfectly lovely, she's a little immature with regards to relationships. Also, Mr. X's older sister just got married earlier this summer, which no doubt influenced his decision. <laughs> and another friend who spoke to Mr. X just before he went on holiday suggested to me that Mrs. Y may have twisted his arm into proposing. I'm sure he probably felt a lot of pressure while he was booking the holiday. My question to you guys is, should I be worried about Mr. X and Mrs. Y? I'm happy to let them enjoy their moment for now, but if he asks me my opinion when he gets back, I may have to be honest with him. I don't know if I want to court call- him to call off this engagement but i also don't want to see him go too far down a path he can't turn back from i honestly don't know what i'm supposed to want i know i want whatever's best for both of them but i'm not sure what that is as both a husband and a person who if ollie doesn't mind me saying doesn't seem to get that pressure into getting married any advice either of you would be greatly appreciated interesting
2: so this is almost uh, an agony arts for someone else um, well, no, it's really it's an agony. Out for the yeah, person who sent the email. Yeah, by, like, for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the an engagement is like a money in the bank contract. It's pretty much guaranteed, but that doesn't mean it's going to result in a marriage. Still a long way to go. Like they might not get married right away. So that's that. It's it's not as pressing. No there's there is lots uh, as of as you might think there's
3: lots of money to be spent mm. on on weddings even if you try and do it as cheaply as possible there's still lots and lots of money to be spent and if uh, your friends in question are 27 <coughs> and 21 that would suggest to me they do not have a lot of disposable income uh, to their name and realistically it's at least a year away if not more yeah. like i would say almost like 3 4 years away so if and and they i mean they've
2: been going out for 18 months that's a long 15 time 15 months 15 months that's still a long time Uh, I, I I think it's probably fine. And, and you're not going to, I I get that you're, you're concerned for your bro, but also it sounds, I don't, I don't get what the, the problem is. I mean, plenty of my friends have, um, that like gone with, like have very long relationships with people who I, I like, but I was like, well, they're, you know, there's, There's nothing in like, I don't believe they're the long term thing, but then they're absolutely fine. Hmm. Uh, So and you you, you're on the outside here as well. You don't know everything about their relationship. They might be a lot better than you perceive. Yes. Uh, And do be aware of your own sort of
3: just fear of
2: losing a friend as well?
3: Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that's. This all seems to be an okay situation. Your friend sounds like he's fairly level-headed, even if he has been sort of strong-armed into this. He's Still, he has done it, which would suggest to me that he does want to do it in some form or or another. So I would say that I don't think this is going to happen for another two, three, maybe even four years down the line. It takes a long time to arrange uh, a wedding, um, even if you've got a lot of money to spare. So I wouldn't worry just yet. And... Maybe it'll all be fine. Maybe it will all be fine. And we've got... Oh, but I think you should, if he does ask, I think you should give your... What you've just said to us. Honest
2: opinion. Honest opinion, but do it very, very sensitively. Yeah. Because don't, like... You don't want it to make it sound like... You know, just say, like, oh, but do you think it... Do you not think it's too soon or anything? You know, like,
3: that sort of very sensitive diplomatic approach. Yes, um, right, well, let's get out of here. But first of all, obviously, a bad joke to uh, to get out of the way. Um, and no, I'm not going to read that one because it's really poor taste. So that's all we've got time for <laughs> on today's show. Um, thank you, Nate, for that email, but we're not reading it out on air. Um, uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with the Raw review, and then back on Wednesday with the Smackdown review. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.